0: And the thing is, if we get spiritually healthier, the things the world told us were treats and things that we want to have, and they're so pretty and delicious, we just start seeing the spiritual bellyache.
1: Does sin really taste good? Find out in part two of my conversation with author and TV host Raina Rose. My book, Whispering in His Ear, also asks this question. Through devotions and life lessons, I write about the only way to find true joy, and that is through Jesus. Read about my struggles to hear from God and listen to his prompting, and learn how you can open your life to the only one who can guide us. Whispering in His Ear and the new upcoming companion study guide is available on Amazon. I'm Yvette Walker, the host of the Positively Joy podcast, where we discover that joy is not a feeling, it's faith. You can find previous episodes at PositivelyJoy.com or wherever you listen to podcasts. However you found yourself here, you are welcome, and I believe it was truly God-destined. We are in season three, and this season has taken the podcast into the vantage point of what joy is. I'd like you to listen to each episode this season through the lens of how Jesus Christ defines joy. John chapter 15 verse 11 reveals this when Jesus tells us to keep the Father's commandments and abide in his love. Jesus says, These things I have spoken to you, that my joy may remain in you, and that your joy may be full. Enjoy, and I pray you receive the message the Father has for you. The Positively Joy podcast is a member of the Spark Media Network and can be heard on the Edify app. You know, it's pledge season on some public radio networks. We don't do that here, but we can't exist without your support. Join my friend SP in becoming a Patreon monthly giver. You can give as little as $5 and receive some great benefits. Go to PositivelyJoy.com and click support. Raina Rose is an international best-selling author as well as Amazon Fire TV show host who is passionate about helping people live out the kind of faith that nourishes the soul. She talks about this in her book, Sin Tastes Good, and her talk show, Soul Nutrition. We had so much to cover in last week's conversation about temptation and the soul that it spilled over into this week's episode. I hope you enjoy it. Here's Reina. Like you said, we know what to do, mm-hmm. but we don't do the things we need to do. Why? Because, as your book says, sin tastes good. It tastes good. <laughs> So the actual point of the book,
0: as you get all the way to the end, though, is I've actually got a chapter called Donuts in the Meaning of Life. <laughs> so, um, <laughs> so for me, donuts is one of those foods that society has told me is so delicious. And they look so good, right? They've got like that frosting and sprinkles and they're so pretty. But every time I eat them, my stomach is like that scene from Alien or Spaceballs where the thing's like coming out of you. I'm like, ah! you know? And so I'm like looking for the nearest bathroom within 20 minutes. And so like, I have not eaten a donut and I can't even tell you how long because I know they don't taste that good to me and they feel really horrible. And the thing is, if we get spiritually healthier, the things the world told us were treats and things that we want to have, and they're so pretty and delicious, we just start seeing the spiritual belly ache before we even think about it. And so sin tastes good, short, sure, But the thing is, the healthier you get, the, the more sin just looks like a nasty, gross belly ache and not a tasty treat.
1: And you can train yourself to make mm-hmm. those proper choices. That's right. Um, yeah, and and you're right when we are with the Holy Spirit of course. I mean, oh, yeah, just, of uh, course. Just behavioral modification never works. <laughs> no, no, it, it's true. You know, I I, I still have this book. Uh, when I was a young woman, I ran into a book that says, "Help, Lord, the devil wants me fat." And I always thought <laughs> it was a funny name for a book, but there is some truth in this. There is some truth in this. Mm-hmm. Um it this, this this book, this is a pretty hardcore book. It was about fasting and it was um it was, you know, it was, uh, I'm not quite sure if it was the healthiest kind of advice they were giving us, but, (laughs) (laughs) um, but, but I, I did, I, I, I did decide to fast and, um, and just thinking about food is not our enemy, but, and, and a lot of things that Mm -hmm. we can experience. I mean, God gives us a lot of good gifts in this world, but I think, but I think, we, you know, for example, with food, we recognize it as fuel for our bodies, not, not something, not, not a treat or, I mean, it can be a treat, but I mean, it's, it can it's, be, it's, I mean, it's,
0: it's not a perfect a, yeah. example by any means. Uh, you know, it's the yeah. best example we can come up with. Um, no, 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 but, it, <laughs> but it's a thing. It, we're sin, like there's sin that we never, ever want to do again are we going to never have a piece of cake? That's a different story. <laughs> you know, like, but we, we realize that if we're always eating cake, we're but just like, you know, are you never going to have another lustful thought? Probably not. That's, that's just you're human. Um, but again, the cake is, is not, um, it's not going to be a fence against God or even your body. If it's once in a while, <laughs> it is healthy to have a certain amount of cake or cookie, you know, like, but, um, so it is not a perfect example. It's just, what we have, you know, to describe the kingdom of heaven, you know, when we think about mustard seeds and seeds, but like we can find holes in all of it, (laughs) but we do understand, you know, we want to nourish our souls with the fruits of the spirit. You know, we want to have love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control, filling our lives. And if our lives are filled with that and more people's lives are filled with those, think about what the world would look like.
1: Amen, amen. And and I have to say that I I really do think it's a great example. And I think that there's a lot of people that struggle with lots of things. There's people that that struggle with food. There's people that struggle um, with alcohol. You know, alcohol itself, wine is, you know, is not a terrible thing, but there are people who struggle with it, who struggle Mm -hmm. with being able to use it, you know, to use it um, correctly, I guess you could say. And I think it's the same thing with food. You know, Mm -hmm. again, it's, it can, it can taste good, but also it's there because we need food to live. Um, but yeah. there are people who, who misuse it. Let's just say that who misuse it. And, and that's the thing about
0: all sin is it's usually a blessing misused, right?
1: Absolutely. I mean, yep.
0: sex is a wonderful gift from God meant for marriage. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, and when misused, it makes something that could be beautiful turn tragic. Um, and so, a, a lot of the things that are sins, you know, like wine. That was Jesus's first miracle, right? That's <laughs> right, turning water into wine. Um, but when misused, it becomes destructive. And mm-hmm. so that's the thing is, like, you know, the devil wants to steal, kill, and destroy. He wants to take those things that are meant for our joy, that are meant to bless us and just make our lives rich and amazing, um, and use them to destroy us. Whether that's destroying us through obesity or alcoholism, or you know constant loneliness because we've only found, you know, intimacy in a very shallow way. uh, That's where it it really goes downhill. And so, you know, when we think just a few steps ahead, it's really hard in our microwave generation of, I want all my uh, results instantly. But if we think just a moment ahead, okay, I'm going to make this decision. And what's that going to look like tomorrow Mm -hmm. in two weeks, in two years? Um, And just taking that moment to pause, and that's where contemplation comes in again, is when we we practice contemplation as, as a practice, right? We set aside time for it. We begin to become more contemplative throughout our life. And we take that moment of pause and say, oh, yeah, this would taste really good right now but it's actually going to poison me real fast. Mm. And so that's where, you know, we talked a little bit about contemplative prayer and that listening to God, that it's a muscle that we strengthen. And when we strengthen it intentionally with, you know, I start people out with 90 seconds. Anyone can sit still and quiet for 90 seconds. Um, You know, and when we start to train our brain to go from 90 seconds to 15 minutes, right? Or sometimes I've even done 30 especially in a group. I think it's easier there. Um, it's a lot easier to just be real present in a situation and think about where this is, where this is going.
1: <laughs> yes. Now, do you use the kind of contemplative prayer or as another guest that I had on the show called a centering prayer, where you use the word to bring you back if you start to wander?
0: Sometimes. So contemplative prayer, I learned from visiting monasteries, mm-hmm. um, the Benedictine monasteries. Usually I love just chatting with those monks. They're so wise. And all they do is sit around and read the Bible and sing to God and, and run the monastery. And I'm like, they have no agenda. Like I just love talking to monks. Um, mm-hmm. but our pastor brought back that, um, practice from the monastery. And then I went up there. So that's been around for centuries, right? Oh, yeah. Um, centering prayer, I believe was started in the seventies and it was kind of, um, off of, uh, TI transcendental meditation, Mm -hmm. um, TM, sorry, uh, where transcendental meditation, you're going to have a Sanskrit word that you, you sent, you anchor yourself back into. And so I'd say if my mind is wandering and I'm not able to just sit in silence, I will pick something, um, usually I pick something, two syllables or three, you know, maybe I'll say like Jesus <sighs> Christ or Holy <sighs> Spirit or, you know, something so that I basically want to follow the breath um, mm-hmm. and, and allow yourself to be open to the present moment. And it's hard because we're so seldom open to the present moment in, oh, yeah, I mean, our society is just... M- made for instant clicks and clickbait and uh, take your attention here and squirrel, you know, like that is what we have been conditioned to do. Mm -hmm. And so intentionally conditioning our minds, our hearts, our spirit to be present to this moment, which is the only moment God is in. um, It takes some practice and and it's hard. And that because of the way we've been conditioned, just like we've been conditioned to think that donuts are treats, to think that, um, you know, just like the movies show us, if we're not like on the first date going in and ripping each other's clothes off, we obviously have not started a good relationship. You know, like, um, right. you know, we're conditioned certain ways by our society. We we live in this society whether we like it or not. Um, but I think it's good that we live in this society. I, I always say, you know, Christians say be in the world and not of it, but we forget to be in it sometimes. So I think it's important we're in this world because we are light, we are salt here, um, and we are to be that example of what really wonderful living in his glory looks like. And that joy of the Lord that shines from us from not participating in some of these activities, um, that people can really see the joy of the Lord is our strength. And that's how we are that light, that salt, we bring brightness and flavor everywhere we go. So, um, you know, but I think it's important that we, we come to this present moment because the present moment is the only moment God is in And, and start small though, because we have not Been conditioned for this, and so just like you wouldn't go to the gym and pick up a thousand pound barbell and try to bench it, you might start with the bar, right? Like, yeah, most of us actually do, you know, unless you've been weight training. Like, we start with the bar; it's forty five pounds or so, and um, you know, start with ninety seconds. And I have a few on my YouTube, which is Raina Rose TV, of just like one to five minute meditations or like a little ten minute contemplative prayer with some of the lead ins to help you center. Um, but I don't think it matters how you do it, as long as it works for you. As long as you can get present with God. Um, sometimes you hear His voice, and you, you like walk away with something amazing. Um, and sometimes nothing happens, and that's just as okay. Mm-hmm.
1: You have so much to share with us, and so much to teach us. You mentioned um, you mentioned Rain and Rose TV. So, how else can we find you? Uh, how can we find you on social media? And give us uh, the website address.
0: Sure. Uh, social media is all Raina Rose TV. That's R E I N A R O S C, like Rose and TV. Um, and then the website is Raina dash or hyphen, whatever you want to call it, rose.com. <laughs> I'm never sure. I think like, it's a hyphen, a dash, a, you know, that little line. <laughs> oh,
1: excellent. Excellent. Raina, you have had such amazing experiences. You've had some, um, you know, some challenges uh, as a girl. In a society where girls weren't valued, you lost your brother um, at a fairly early age, and um, certainly you had some uncertainty you know, in your life trying to figure out what you're going to do. Uh, but you've had, I think, a lot of love and grace from the Lord, uh, and he's allowed you to do so many wonderful things. So I'd like to ask you, was there a time that you just experienced an overwhelming love of the Lord. And can you tell us about that? Um, I mean, I
0: just have to choose one. God has been so good. (laughs) Um, I mean, most recently last night with our worship team, we were worshiping and just, I feel like, so many practices. I've also had this very experience in contemplative prayer with the group where I'm smiling and weeping at the same time. And I know a friend who wrote a book about his near life experience where he died Mm. for a while, went to heaven and came back. And of course he's like, that's the life that was my near life experience. And he talks about going around this heavenly place and feeling so full, so full of joy, abundance that it constantly felt like he was going to burst. Mm -hmm. And I feel like, that is the heaven on earth. And because we're on earth and in these bodies, we need to burst. And so we weep and smile at the same time because this joy can't be contained. Mm-hmm. And sometimes too, you know, even in the sorrow, you know, Mother Teresa talks about going through a dark night of the soul. Um, And even in the sorrow, I remember my pastor one time told me, cling to this time because there's a closeness to God in the sorrow that you don't experience in the height. It's just different. And I tell you, there's been times where my face is on the floor weeping, but I'm so close to God Mm -hmm. um, that I almost want that back because I was so close. And honestly, even recently coming up here, some things were just like tumbling. I felt, you know, it just felt really unstable and it felt like everyone was going crazy around me. And, I was like, God, I'm good. Just take me now. <laughs> I just want to be with you. And then I felt guilty for saying that. And then I read, you know, oh yeah, Moses said the same thing. <laughs> Elijah said the same thing. And he continued using them. So he'll <laughs> continue using me. So I, you know, I think um, uh, there's just so many, but they're not just in the high times where like last night's worship, where it was just so incredible. And we were all, you know, as worship leaders coming together together, Mm -hmm. Intimacy with the Lord. And I'm like, that last song, I was just losing it. And we kept, kept to repeat, you know, those that kind of repetitive worship where you just really get in there. Um, But then it's also those times with my face on the floor or in the corner of my closet crying, saying, God, I'm good. You know, I just want to be with you now (laughs) (laughs) because, because He was right there with me, right there.
1: That's right.
0: um, And that's that kind of presence. I think contemplative prayer helps us get into without the tears, <laughs> but, uh, you know, um, sometimes that's what God just uses to bring us right. He's always there, but for us to really know He's right here.
1: Oh, wow. No, I, I, I can totally understand that. And I can, see, I can just that picture that you're painting now. I can, I can just, I can feel that and see that. And, um, those times when we are just we, we are at worship and we're in church and we're just it's just it's just you're full as you you know yeah. as you said you're bursting and it's just coming mm-hmm. out completely completely. Um. So uh, you love scripture. I think we all love scripture. And is there a certain scripture that you're standing on in this season? Because you've had lots of different seasons in your life.
0: Oh yeah, you know it's interesting because the season before this last three years was a really abundant season. It was that job that paid me more than I had ever made. I'm traveling around the world and, you know, and then for after I got fired, you know, it was like nearly three years now of like no income. Um, just, you know, a little gig here or gig there and God preparing, you know? And so sometimes it feels like, God, all right, should I just go do something else other than what you very specifically called me to? Because the world says I need to get out there and like start hustling again. You know? And again, there's a, there's a fine line between lazy and following what God said, or, you know, um, if faith and wisdom, you know, there, it, there's this fine balance, but um, like I was saying earlier, the this scripture that has been my favorite since it, I was a kid. And again, I hate going through trials of many kinds, but James 1, 2 through 3, you know, consider it pure joy, my brothers, when you face trials of many kinds, because the testing of your faith develops perseverance, which develops character and so on. Um, I don't know why I liked this verse, because it's funny, you know, Yvette, like I wrote a song when I was 18 that I look back on now and I say, I did not write this. The Holy Spirit wrote this because I didn't know what any of this meant. Back then, I didn't know what any of that meant, so I couldn't have written this song. Um, yeah, the same is yeah, the same is true with this scripture because I'm like, I would not have picked this of all scriptures. Like I'm a again, people who like enneagram, like I'm a seven. Everything's motivated by fun and not having pain, you know. And so, um, but it still is that scripture that I'm I'm standing on because in these years I've seen God refining my character. He has been, you know, taking me to speak at all these free things to create a huge event for other speakers that I only spoke at, um, to fill in for someone who canceled at the last minute. Like I wasn't planning to do it for me at all at that point, you know? Um, and God has really been refining my heart because it's not about getting up on stage and saying how wonderful I am and all these great experiences. And let me tell you, it's getting on a platform for Jesus yes. and for his glory, sharing things that will bring people into deeper intimacy with him, greater faith to see greater miracles and to live the kind of faith that is, you know, acts kind of faith that day of Pentecost kind of faith that we are seeing walls come down that were enemy fortresses before. And we are seeing the world change because of the way we're living on our faith. And we see our personal lives change too. You know, I think it starts there to be honest, like, We were all pretty selfish and, you know, but the cool thing is it can start there, just wanting our own life to be better. And when our own life gets better, we often begin to see the bigger picture in the world around us. And that's what, um, he's been refining that in me. And I'm seeing like, you know, I still want, again, I grew up like richest man in the world and his kids. Like, I still want those things, but it's from a different place. And, Mm -hmm. And God's really shown me it's all the same stuff but the heart is different. It's all the same stuff, but the heart is different. And so um, that's really important because I think, you know, I, I just grew up as a kid. It's like, I want to be a pop star and be on TV. <laughs> and now it's like, well, being on TV is great and it has a purpose. And being up on the platform is is great with music, but it has a purpose. And every single thing um, is still fun and exciting. And I love getting up there. That's just my personality but it's all for the glory of God and not for the glory of myself.
1: Amen. Amen. So true. Wow. That's a great way to end it. Oh my goodness. Yes. Raina, thank you so much. Everyone check out the book, Thin Tastes Good and please uh, watch Raina Rose TV check out her show and I just want to thank you for everything that you're doing and all that you're giving in his honor and in his glory as you just said so thank Mm -hmm. you so much and thanks for coming on the show
0: thank you so much for having me
1: I hope you enjoyed this special episode part two of my conversation with Raina Rose both our books deal with filling the empty soul with faith her book Sin Tastes Good, and my devotional, Whispering in His Ear, are both available on Amazon. Thanks for being a faithful listener of the Positively Joy podcast. Consider joining others who support the show by becoming a Patreon monthly supporter and get a shout out on the show, free merch, and exclusive audio content. Click support at PositivelyJoy.com. Thanks again, and farewell for now.